We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host. Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, the podcast talking about your last place, New York Yankees. Today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays. Maybe you want to shade your eyes from the atrocity that was the New York Yankees over the weekend. There's no better company to do that with than Shady Rays. They're giving our listeners an amazing deal right now. Get a pair for yourself by going to ShadyRays.com and use promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. I'll tell you more about Shady Rays later on in the episode. Scott, hi. That sucked. Do the Yankees have a money-back uh, policy, money-back guarantee? Should. Because if they if they did, I would I would, uh, I would appreciate the, uh, the amount of uh, – just the bill them for my time at this point <laughs> because – it's it's uh it's egregious. It's been it's been really bad to watch. This uh this team is that's trotting out there is not is not the team that that we expected to be out there at at all. And um yeah, there's a lot of things that go into this for whatever reason. They're 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 not getting on base, they're not hitting well. Uh now they're not pitching well, which is which has been, you know, one of the mainstays. They've been pitching well for the most part with guys that are that are unnamed even even uh you know the bullpen's been very good and and now we're just on full meltdown mode uh in last place as you mentioned at the top of the show well they're not trotting out a major league baseball team they're missing their entire starting outfield Mm -hmm. they're missing their number two and number three pitchers they're missing a couple of key guys out of the bullpen when you look up and down the nine starting lineup there's on any given day seven of them seven out of the nine essentially like either rookies or not major league baseball players so i'm not giving them a pass that's not what i'm saying like the team shouldn't be in last place for for a while they i mean for the first two weeks of the season they were playing very well but it's it's hard to 
sit here and analyze things from over the weekend it's like nestor nestor cortez got crushed yesterday that that that's something we can analyze because like you're hoping nestor cortez can somehow salvage that series garrett cole has been amazing all season he's been their best their best player and they've won every single game that he's pitched but but what are we going to sit here and analyze oh clark schmidt like no no clark schmidt needs to be sent to the minors like that that's one thing i don't i got some things to say about him but the you know you're right because the the over analyzation of this team is just silly it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do anything there are there are some clear clear numbers that that we can look at and and identify why this team isn't scoring runs but you also have to get now back to the reason is why why are the stats the way that they are right and why why are the stats the way why are their total bases per game so goddamn low and and is it because they're trying out a you know half of a major league? Is it because the guys are not performing? Is it because the they, they are not you know keeping up with the way that the league is right now with you know getting more runners on base and and flooding the base paths because you're seeing a lot of the the, the teams at the top of those lists that are, that are having success and 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 you know spraying the ball all over the place. Have they not made the adjustment fast enough? Is the personnel not available to make this adjustment? You know, there's a lot of things that that we can talk about as to why the numbers are the way that they are. But a big piece of that, which kind of stunts the conversation at a lot of times, is that they don't, the the players are not out there. The players <laughs> are that not... we expected are not out there. And what, of course, you get you get piss poor numbers when you are trotting out the likes of Willie Calhoun and Franchi Cordero and you know Aaron these guys Hicks. that are that are going out there. They're, it's not their fault. They're they they could be playing better, but they weren't supposed to be contributors on this team. Right. Right. Yeah. You pulled the numbers. The Yankees. This year ranked 25th in Major League Baseball with 12.21 runners per game. Uh, the only teams that rank below them, Cincinnati, Washington, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City. All teams. Well, Cleveland, obviously. Was, total bases, not runners. Total bases. Total bases. Sorry. Yep. So included in there are home runs and, and other things. You, you know, we're looking for a stat that uh, it's hard to find, honestly, that, that said, I, I want to know how many runners the Yankees have had in scoring position not how many they've left in scoring position but how many have they had in scoring position compared to the rest of the the league and you know this is eye test versus nerd test my eye test is telling me that they haven't had a lot and when they have had them yeah they're 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 not really you know getting to um a a high percentage for driving these runs in you look at you know people will shit all over some of the standard statistics but when you're when you're three and four guy have 14 and nine runs batted in and you're looking at the, uh, uh, Garcia on the on the the Rangers, and you know there's two or three other guys on that team who are, who have who have knocked in over 20 runs. That's a, that's an availability statistic. That's that's a statistic that is more of a a telling you know um, macro version of what's what's going on with your team. That means people are on base. That means people are available to be hit in. So I do take stock in that number because now I'm looking at Rizzo, who's probably had our most consistent offensive performance has nine runs batted in in the four spot. And he's consistently been in that three, four spot. Yeah. Nine runs batted in on the year. That's crazy. For a month. Yeah. The league that's, leaders are are in the high 20s. That's, that's like a that's like a 50-something RBI pace for the year for your number three or number four hitter. Right. First baseman. So there, there's something there's something that, that that statistic is showing me and that one, guys are not on base. Two, you know, we're not executing with guys on base. But again, those percentages are much smaller at this point. Are, where are they now in runs scored? Because la- when we looked, I think it was last episode or maybe the episode before, they were in the bottom 10 spots in the league in total runs scored. They ranked like 21st or 22nd. I'd have to imagine at this point they're closer to the bottom 
I mean, whatever. Again, it's they're 23rd in runs scored. Again, that's it, that's average runs per game. Yeah. So yeah, not not total, but average. They're 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 yeah they're they're at the bottom. Like all offensive categories, you're going to no, see no matter is, how you want to split this. They're, like they're no matter what you're looking at. You, but but again, I in until you get we got to talk about Judge obviously, but until Judge is back in the lineup, Stanton's back in the lineup, Bader's hopefully returning. Until all of these players are back, I'm not. It's not going to get better. You cannot expect a lineup that features Oswaldo, per, or excuse me, Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, Willie Calhoun, Higgy, IKF, Aaron Hicks, Franchi Cordero. You can't expect that lineup to score runs. Those are not starting Major League Baseball players. You can have one or two of them in your lineup. That's how it was designed. Not the majority of the lineup is featured with quad A players or or rookies trying to figure out the major leagues or journeymen who are trying to hang on to a major league roster. The other problem with this is when you when you are filling in the the lineup card with guys that you just named, the the guys that are major league players who are sprinkled in now because the top of the lineup is different without Judge and Stanton. Obviously, it's very different. Uh, and and when you look at the guys like Rizzo or LeMahieu or even Glaber, if you want to put them in this uh, in this category, the amount of quality pitches that they're going to get is going to be lower and lower and lower because there's no reason to pitch to those guys. You you as a pitcher, I, I'm I'm executing my plan. I'm throwing my pitches, and if I get the guy out, I get the guy out. If I don't, then fine. I'll just attack the next guy who I know I can get out. And it's a it's a, it's a dream. I was, I was kind of joking, but not really. But DeGrom, when he was going in the first couple innings, I'm like, oh my God, here, here comes a no hitter. It's, it's happening. This guy, if you were to stay healthy, um, you know, I think that the base hit that was gotten off of him was, was on the pitch that, that he, uh, he got pulled from the game and he had elbow discomfort, which that guy can't stay healthy. Thank God we didn't give him a contract. But the, um, you know, you're just looking up and down. Like this is just set up for a, a pitcher who knows how to pitch and can execute his game plan. Nathan Avaldi rifle through this lineup. Nathan, Nathan Avaldi, yeah. the the yeah. just complete game shutout. I know the Yankees have hit. So I was looking up Nathan Avaldi's career splits versus the Yankees, and I was dis- disappointed. I don't know if that's the right word. His ERA is like in the mid threes career against the Yankees. I did. I don't believe that because I don't <laughs> remember a single start in which the Yankees have hit Nathan Avaldi. Logan pointed out there was one of them. I guess when he was with the Red Sox towards the end where they could have had a tip on him and they scored a bunch of runs other yeah, 20, than that. 21. Okay. 2021. Other than that, he completely dominates the Yankees lineup, no matter who is in there and the players change, no matter who is in that lineup. When he sees the Yankees on the other side of the field, he's freaking dominating. Yeah. He's just proving my narrative. That's all he's doing at this point. He's a good pitcher and the Yankees fucked it all up. With with him, they had a power pitch. They, that uh, someone brought up, like, what have the Yankees done after they've been Yankees? So what, you know, the, the 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 folks that have left for free agency or just you know not been resigned or traded, whatever. The trades actually haven't bit. Jorge Mateo is the one guy I think that they've traded away that we're looking at. Like, damn, that that was a that was a guy which we, you know, when he was in the low low uh, areas of the minor leagues, we all were excited about him because there weren't very many prospects. But for the most part, the trades haven't been there. Some of the free agent guys that have either left or um, they just have chosen to not re-sign, a lot of them have done well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's like you're going to blame the coaches. You, what, what are you going to blame there? 
Yeah, I don't know. The 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 yeah, probably some some part of it the coaches, some part of it the uh, you know, not identifying talent on the GM side as well and and not sticking with someone who uh, should be doing something better, analyzing the numbers to to make somebody better instead of just making them fit your your system and what you want to do, actually looking at the player and identifying them on a player to player basis. I feel like sometimes there's too many generalities with the way that they approach analytics and they, 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 you know, use blanket approaches rather than using a more individualistic approach to, to get the most out of a player. I don't know. I'm looking for things to complain about at this point because there's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing on the field that's showing me anything on the coaching side, on the, on the, the GM side by picking up players and, you know, making a good roster. None of that is happening right now. None of that is in front of my face. So I'm going to nitpick on every single little possible thing because that's fair. the the product is dog shit right now. Yeah, that's fair. Dog shit. Yeah. And with judge out, we do, we're recording this Monday morning. We don't have an update any further on judge. If he's going on the IL or whatever, I expect him to go on the IL. I don't know about you. I hope not. I hope not. Because if it's if it's just a bruise and he just has to wait it out and because and, it very well, the way he slid was awkward as hell. Uh, and if it's the hip, it's probably just a bruise. It's probably just a, he did land really weird. He 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 flopped around uh, yeah. like a fish on dry land. And it was it was it was strange looking. So, you know, when when a big guy falls like that uh, and, and hits his hip bone, which can, can stick out and he certainly didn't have a, a, a soft landing, it's probably just a bruise. And if it's just a bruise, then no, he should not be on the aisle. We need him back badly. Do, were you happy or or a little nervous that it was actually his hip and not his hand that had him pulled out of Thursday game? Because that was that was surprising, right? Like you're expecting it's going to be the hand when you see him taken out of the game, and then boom, it's the hip. Like no mention of the hip up until then. Yeah, that's why I think it's a bruise. That's why I think the hip, if, especially if it happened on that play. I, there wasn't a lot of things that you could, there wasn't a ton of like hyperextension or, you know, overexertion on, on, on a swing per se, but he did land very strange in multiple places. Cause, cause he did kind of a, a flop and hit, hit twice. He was like doing the worm over there. And yeah, so it, I'm happy that it's the hip if it's a bruise. So well, yeah, because like, it's not like, like the, the common hip injury is what hip flexor. That's hip like flexor. The, yeah, that's yeah. the common hip injury that'll sideline a guy for a while. Like, I don't think, and that could be because those those are connected. Like your hip and your groin and your abdomen, like all that. If it's a if it's an injury that's in your core and it's a hyperextension of some sort or a tear, then they're going to take a very long time to come back, and you can't really rehab it in a way. You can't rehab in a way where you're continuing baseball activities. Like you have to stop swinging at that point. Probably have to stop throwing hard at that point you know, all the rotation that comes in your core as a baseball player is it's, it's, you know, essential to everything you do. So that, that leads you into a longer recovery, a longer rehab, a, probably a slower start coming back because now your, your mechanics have to, you know, be fine tuned again. Uh, if it's a bruise, then, you know, it's a, a pain tolerance thing and a matter of, of just uh, letting, letting that bruise heal. So the, some some of the reports are downplaying it, like oh, it's going to be out a couple of days. They're going to wait on a decision for the IL, but but Judge isn't even worried about it. And then Bob Clappish, which I don't under, I don't know if he's just doing this to get clicks or whatever he's doing. He's just a fear monger. But he reported for NJ.com. Clappish that, is I've never had a problem with Clappish usually. You, exactly, but he he wrote on Friday morning on NJ.com that the uh, judge told teammates that he's worried about his hip. The Yankees are privately freaking out. <laughs> Well, I would be too because if you're if you're talking to some people in the Yankees, they're they're freaking out because if he is down for an extended period of time, this, this team is in serious trouble. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have an outfield. Yeah, <laughs> Their so, entire starting outfield is out. 
So they're they're freaking out in the sense that they're hoping it's a bruise probably and and it's a con, a contusion and and that it just needs to to heal. Sometimes you can get one of those deep contusions that's just like a bone bruise. Ooh, a deep contusion. Is a that a deep contusion? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. What, what, so you've heard you've heard the bone that. bruise. I know. Yeah, that, I, what's the difference between a contusion and a bruise? There isn't one. <laughs> that, that a contusion is a bruise. So, so it's just contusion is like a medical term that sounds worse yeah. than a bruise. That's what, you know, that's what we call it in the industry. Term? Yeah. Yeah. You in the industry call it you're a in bruise. The, yes. You're in the industry. Got it. Correct. Yes. Well, that brings us to our next topic. We're going to talk about some of the things from this weekend, but that brings to us next, our next topic. But before that, Yankees are going back home. I was looking on game time this morning, just for fun. You can get into the stadium for $3. <laughs> you're probably going to be sitting like nosebleeds away, but you might not want to see the game anyway. <laughs> if you just want to go to the game, have a couple beers, have, have some chicken bucket, whatever you want, you can get in. For you're not cheap. sitting in nosebleeds. They can just stand, standing room. Just go right. in, get those, get those tickets and hover. Game time is the fastest growing ticket app for a reason. The app has a ton of cool features and is easy to use. It shows you the trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in. It calls out the cheapest options, which as I said, $3 gets you in and flash deals and so much more. So you can make an informed purchase. There's even event cancellation protection. So you can buy with confidence. Hey, the Yankees might not be giving money back, but if, if the game gets canceled for whatever reason, you can get your money back through game time. Some of the reasons why I love using game time, you get images of your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect the buying process is super fast it's just two taps and you are done and the tickets get sent directly to your phone so you don't have to go through your emails to try and dig them out and find them snag tickets today without stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code bronx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again download the app create an account use code bronx for 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and with that 20 dollars off you could literally go for free. They'll pay you. They'll pay you to go to this to the to the game. Um, let's talk about if the Yankees should act quickly on the trade market for, for an outfielder. So Jeff Passan reported that the Cardinals, who are desperately looking for starting pitching depth, um, and they have a, a sort of an abundance of yeah, no, who isn't uh, an abundance of outfielders that they could be uh, on the trade block early. Um, and Tyler O'Neill's name has come up a bunch. Um, the only problem with this is the Yankees don't have starting pitching. The only problem with this? To trade. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the article on SI.com that I pulled did mention Luis Severino. So you know, there's that. <laughs> okay. The, the one hope we have of coming back and, and pitching well, that makes no sense. Yes, they have more outfielders. So on the surface, you're looking at, you know, major league players that they have and can and cannot play and they're struggling right now. The, the, the Cardinals are not the same situation as the Yankees. The Cardinals actually have a decent roster. Uh, they have some young guys that, that can play well. They have they have two of the best hitters in baseball. They're they're not a bad team. They're playing badly right now. Uh, it's you know, they're, they're going to. Well, so better. what do you call I, I So what's the Yankees? It. The Yankees are just the Yankees are bad. Are they, are they a no. bad team? They're a bad right now. They're a bad team, yeah, because there's no hope on the horizon for for who's coming back. This is something that we've discussed on the offensive side. There's there's not a lot of saviors coming back right now. Stanton out for an extended period of time. Um, Bader is going to be coming back. The third base struggling in his rehab. Three for twenty one in his rehab. Yeah, but that's fine. It's Bader. it's just give me some at bats. Get get go through the motions. I like, think Jeff Nelson said this on the broadcast um, that it's like if he's if he's healthy enough, just get him to the majors. Who cares if he struggles? Because like what what is the alternative that we're trotting out? No, at the it's major true. League level, you might as well just rehab at the major league level when we're when we're putting out the guys here. There's no better alternative. 
Um, and yeah, so there's, it's different. It's just different. And no, there's no, there's no starting pitching depth to trade for a set outfielder because that's also a, a thin area on, on the Yankees given circumstances and given, uh, you know, performances, uh, that are happening. And there's, there's nobody in triple a that, that anybody wants. So, you know, what are we doing? Yeah, so you mentioned guys leaving the Yankees and, and suddenly performing. Jordan Montgomery having a good year. He's made well, six I mean, starts, we expected that. Innings. He was not bad when he was with the Yankees. This is this is what he does. He's a mid three ERA guy. He's in uh, go out there he, and pitch. Was well. he a mid three ERA guy with the Yankees? Because yeah. his career ERA with the Yankees is three point nine four. Okay. So it's you know, for the most part, I, I see him as a three five, a three five guy. He's a he's a he's a three four in a rotation. And he's a nice piece. And, he, and he's he, been durable too. He gets he has, you innings. Yeah. He has the most batters faced. So I don't know necessarily that means he's durable because he's not leading an innings pitch. So that just could mean he has a lot of base runners. But but uh, most batters faced in, in the league. That's the a bolded uh, uh, bolded column on his baseball reference page. When you're looking at what the Yankees need right now, they they need they need a miracle. I'm not joking. They need a miracle in in for something to open up that will actually improve this team because there's not an obvious piece right now. If you told me that they were going to go get an outfielder, I'd be like, awesome, that's cool. Is this outfield? What are we giving up first of all? And 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 two, like, is he a good enough outfielder to make a difference in this on this team right now? You're going to have to trade prospects because you don't have pieces on the major league level that are expendable to go trade for someone like Tyler O'Neill. And the the Cardinals are looking to add to their major league roster. So right. I don't see a trade partner. Like would no. I like Tyler O'Neill? Of course. Like he's got a lot to like about him, but I don't see that as a realistic trade partner for the Yankees. I don't know who a realistic trade partner would be. I don't know what teams on May 1st are just like, yeah, let's, let's start trading our outfield depth away. Right. It's like, it's really hard to make an acquisition in May. Unless because... there, unless there's a dollar amount that you're eating, and this is where I go back to, like again, if it's not Chris Bryant, it's something like that, where the Yankees can pay for somebody. That's what's going to have to happen. They're going to have to pay for someone. They're going to have to eat a contract that someone else doesn't want for the next three years, and they're okay, going to have who? to pay for someone. Chris who? Bryant is the guy. It's the guy. That's 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 it makes it makes the most sense. You can offload. You give them something for it. You give them a little bit of hope. Sprinkle in some prospects and pay for the contract and put them out. In, in either left field and or third base, depending on where he, he can play, and, and you you land him there. And now you're so, all, immediately your offensive is, is, is upgraded. Do we know, does Chris Bryant have a no-trade clause? Does he have anything in, in his contract about not being traded to the Yankees? Because the Yankees are generally in... Have if, Rizzo make a phone call. <laughs> if uh, That's true. If, uh, if a player has a no-trade clause, like the Yankees are usually in it for some reason... You think Chris Bryant doesn't want to get no out of Colorado plus. to go to the New York Yankees? I don't know. With why did he, why did he sign in Colorado to begin because with? Because they gave like, him the most money. Okay, but maybe he just likes – maybe he likes that that thin air, gets him a little lightheaded. He just chills. He's on a last-place team. Why does he want to go to another last-place team with more pressure? Well, there you go. You come over and be a savior, whereas out there you're just – you're in the abyss. Okay, fine. So Chris Bryant. What he's on a Dairy Queen commercial, which I was very surprised about. But, yeah, so he's he's – Okay, some good. endorsement dollars. He's got, he he can uh, he can he could do some local New York commercials. He can do some dealers, some some yeah. Bronx Bronx Mercedes dealership. He can take yeah, over Jaguar, Bruins. yeah, Jaguar of Northern yeah. New Jersey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, like it. Ra- Ramsey Toyota. I hear that. Bring it in. A lot. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So he's he's a more of a Toyota. He's more of a he's more of a Toyota guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, because Toyotas are durable cars. Like he 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 is a Jaguar. Right. They're expensive to fix. Expensive breakdown a lot. Although yeah. everything is expensive to fix, expensive to fix now because it's all electronic. Okay, so are you trading some decent? Because it's going to take some decent prospects. They're not just going to give you Chris Bryant. Well, you're paying the dollars. That's I know the, you're paying you're, the dollars. You're saving but, them from a dollar, but they're so, not but looking that's, that's to save you, money. They just signed that contract. They're not okay, looking to save that money. I know they've Nolan done it before. Arenado, they they look real quick. They have the Yankees are in a situation right now where their prospects are not good enough. The two the two guys that you can trade right now are Peraza and uh, and and Dominguez. Dominguez. Yes, those are the two guys that you can that you can trade for something something decent, and then you sprinkle in other things. But if you're paying, if you're if you're absolving them of this contract that's three to four years, multiple millions of dollars, like twenty twenty five million dollars, I think a year or something like that, you're 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 giving them financial relief and some, some, some hope. You're not really giving them top end prospects for a guy like that, unless there's another guy in that deal that has major league uh, caliber. Uh, you know, maybe there's an arm in there that, that you're, you're doing and And now you're really going after this in next season. I'm looking at the Yankees top 10 pipeline right now. Austin Wells probably has some, some value. Uh, Spencer Jones and Everson Pereira are two uh, outfielders in the top five. Trey Sweeney, shortstop prospect. I know he was, people were excited about him in the low minors and hopefully Volpe's there for a long time. So you don't necessarily, you kind of have depth at shortstop prospects. I don't know. There's tradable guys there. If you're eating the Chris there's Bryant There's two headliners money, and then there's other guys. Yes. Yes, but you're not trading a headliner and then no, also correct. taking Chris Bryant's money. So correct. you're trading someone like Spencer Jones and eating the money. The first round pick from what, last year? So it's not like that's that's not nothing at all. That's a, that's that's significant. There are two options right now when you're looking at the trade market, and and maybe there's a mixture of both. But you're looking for for teams that are that are in over their head with contracts and would love some type of a buyout. That's one area, and then you're you're filtering down to you know below top ten in your organization probably as far as prospects, and you're looking yeah, for some some you're projects. giving you're giving them lottery tickets, you know, yeah. some some low level pitching depth that. Who knows what they'll become? Or you're looking at another uh, opportunity where maybe there's a team that knows they can't they can't compete this year, uh, but they're but they're closer uh, and they and they feel like they're closer where they can they can give you something that's at the major league level, but you have to give up something very substantial on the on a minor league, you know, something that's that's much closer to a sure thing uh, than than a you know a, a low A guy, because then you're now you're you're trading prospects for for major league players at that point. So yeah, there's two 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 options you can go after, but. The real, more realistic one, I think, is is looking at some of these bad. Not, I'm not saying they're bad contracts, but they're contracts that don't fit what an organization's plan is or, or what their roster currently is. We're going to talk about the weekend. I also uh, have an ex, uh, interesting article about guys uh, increasing their pace of pitching that we're going to talk about. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Shady Rays. Kick off summer with new eyewear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized sunglasses that are just as good as any expensive pair you can buy. They are lightweight and durable, which is an amazing combination. The company has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a new pair, no questions asked. And if you're a Shady Rays customer, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Shady Rays make a great gift as well. We've got Mother's Day right around the corner, Father's Day coming up. 
Maybe you're celebrating a birthday soon. Scott, we've each got some birthdays coming up. Maybe we can just buy each other some some Shady Rays. Uh, how about that? Shady Rays is giving their best deal to our listeners. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Check them out. We know you're going to love them. Thank you, Shady Rays, for sponsoring our show. All right, the weekend. Before we get yeah. into the weekend, can I complain yeah. about can I complain about you for a yeah. minute? About me. <laughs> he said, yeah, before he could do it. Okay, people think we sound alike. Some people have said, you know, at a distance we look alike, which I don't see. Um, but now you have a new setup. Okay. <laughs> you have a new setup in the back uh -huh. and you, you like the, the BP crew towel. Yeah, no, I like I it. Framed? I like it. Come I, on. That's cool. No, it looks great. And it I got I got old school Yankee Stadium. Yankee yeah. Stadium opening day, mm -hmm. April nineteen twenty three. Looks great. Looks yeah. great. Looks For some great. reason, you've 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 uh, identically mimicked my background. That's almost, not true. Almost, almost to the exact same specifications of the actual prints in the back. I mean, it's identical. And can you do me That's a favor? It's two you, pictures. It's yeah. two pictures. That's right. Can you do me a How favor? How else are you going to hang two pictures in back of you? I'm going to get more pictures. I had listen to what I did this week. I'm going to okay? have to change my background now because of you. Hold Fine, on, change I'm not finished complaining. Can you can you please raise your coffee mug? Please. It's a, it's a, oh, a Yeti coffee Are mug. Are you Who would have thought me. someone has a Yeti color. coffee it's mug? It's the same color. It's the same thing. How I, long have you had that one? For a while. It's, yeah, me too. A yeah, while. Yeah. This, oh, I this see, is, I, okay, you've got Heartstrong on it. I, I don't have anything engraved on it. It's it's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, but yeah. It's Why don't you shave your beard? Completely morphed. I had I a did. beard I actually trimmed you. it pretty yeah. tight. Yeah, I grew a beard morning. before you, so you shave. That's just not true. That's true. Go go look back at some old episodes, okay? I started growing the beard, I want to say 2017. You were you were clean shaven 2017. No, I was yeah. I was experimenting. Yeah. Your next beard doesn't count. All right, let's talk about the weekend. I got to change all my shit up now. Change it up, I don't give a shit. Um so <clears throat> the Thursday game we already talked about judge getting pulled. But Cole was was solid again. The Yankees have won every single start that he's made. So where this team would be without Garrett Cole is scary to think about. Um, he allowed the two runs in the sixth inning, uh, single single walk to start the inning. But but he uh, that's when he was pulled. But um, and he would have been out of it. He knows what he he so got over to first late. I want to talk about that play. Yeah, he did get over to first base late. And what I liked about it is he immediately gave like the fist pump to Volpe on like, no, that was a good throw. That was on me yeah. because you could see how pissed he was. Yeah. He was pissed at himself. I'm pissed at himself. But like, I, I just appreciated, like, I thought that was a good, I don't know. Garrett Cole's growing on me. I gotta, I gotta be honest. Garrett Cole's been growing. Maybe it's because everyone else is sucking around him. And it's like, oh, I appreciate someone who's just consistent. Yeah. But I feel like he had, that was like a, a, a good leadership moment because yeah, instant accountability instant accountability that's a good word for it yeah and he did you're right it. you could tell he, he said it all he, he wore it all over his face like he knew you could tell that he uh he knew that he didn't get over it was very obvious but that he didn't get over and and that would have been a double play it would have been bang bang but it would have been most likely a double play um yeah. if he's at that bag but yeah but that yeah he pitched really well again like the guy's been unbelievably consistent unbelievably strong and you're right if if he if he's not starting the season off the way he is and and being the rock that this team needs like we're in a in big trouble 
And King shut the game uh, down from there. He closed it out two two and a third innings. So they're clearly just using King for that extended outing, and then and then giving him rest there there and out, which I, I don't hate. Um, it wasn't on the back of a of a Clark Schmidt start, so there you go. No, because I think what they realized is why are we going to re- waste one of our best bullpen arms on a game that we're going to lose anyway because Clark Schmidt is pitching. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty clear on the last start too. So yeah. There's no reason for that. No you got to get you got to get Clark Schmidt out of the rotation. And the natural question is, who are you going to replace him with? I don't care because at this point, it's clear he can't get hitters out consistently at the major league level. Send him to Scranton, have him work on something, and hopefully he can come back and be more consistent. But I don't care who you call up. Seriously, he has been one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. On Friday in Texas, he allowed five runs and in five innings, 10 hits, five of them extra base hits. He did strike out eight. So I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, it's like, okay, he did get some swings and misses. He struck out eight, but he just looked so incredibly defeated after every hit that he gave up. His ERA is now 6.84 for the season. And I was looking up minimum 20 innings pitched. He is the 11th worst starting pitcher in baseball. So there's actually 10 worst starting pitchers in baseball ahead of him. Luis Sessa by the way, former Yankee, and Ken Waldachuk, both both on this list, have been worse than, than Clark Schmidt this year. But man, you have to pull him. You cannot keep sending him out there. I understand other guys are struggling. Brito's not great. We saw Nestor Cortez get hit around. But it's it's an auto L when you send Clark Schmidt to the mound. And right now, you just have to, you have to make a change, even if it's you don't have someone great to come up for him. I mean, there's there's really not anybody to come up for him. I don't at care. This point. I don't care. So it's it's a it's a very unfortunate situation. One thing that I was watching, uh, you know, very closely for Schmidt this last time out, and you know, I had noticed it before, but I was I was watching every pitch, watching every every place where Higgy was setting up. This man is missing his location on almost every pitch. It's wildly wildly inconsistent with with actually hitting the glove. Even even on on uh, on some of these strikeouts, um, you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the hard hit balls just completely missed, trailing over the plate. Higgy's lining up on one side of the plate, the balls, uh, you know, trailing all the way across to the other. He's not hitting any of his spots. When you can't execute a game plan as devised by the battery, then then what are you supposed to do? I mean, Higgy at that point, what you know, whoever's calling pitches, it almost doesn't matter if you can't execute and and you know have enough accuracy. To to and it's not it's not just it's not just the the, the cutter it's not just the, the two seamer or sinker whatever the fuck you want to call it it's not it's not the knuckle curve it's all of the pitches he's not hitting his spots when you can't hit your spots then you can't look at this and and try to improve a game plan because you're not executing the game plan that's in front of you you can't execute the pitch that is being called and that is a massive massive problem that is a to- that is a a very very tell a big tell that says you're not a major league quality. If you can't control the pitch to the point where you're not able to, to throw a strike or throw a ball where, where your catcher is asking you for it on a consistent basis, you are not a major league pitcher. You are not a major league pitcher. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a guy that is just wildly inconsistent. And I don't know if it's because, it, you know, if, if the mechanics are all over the place and he's, you know, he's doing that. Annoying, that's why I say you he's also doing this annoying, down. that annoying, like, that like that like I mentioned, I mentioned I that, that I mentioned that early in the season that his his wind up looks too complicated. 
it's it's just like he's doing this like this like pat thing on this front foot like dude just simple get rid of all this nonsense these stupid timing mechanisms and just simplify everything slow it down calm it down and and actually throw the spots but he's not executing his pitches and like it starts there it it starts there if you can't execute your pitches then there's not much else to analyze because you're not doing the thing you're supposed to do which is why I say you have to pull him from the rotation and hopefully he can figure something out in the minors for the next month. I guess. I mean, again, like... Because the alternative is you send someone out there and you you lose, but that's what you're doing with Clark Schmidt. So wouldn't you rather try and get Clark Schmidt on the right path? I, I mean, who, where are the best where are the best pitching coaches in the major in the uh, Yankees organization? Okay, are they not but, in the major leagues? But figure they out, not? But figuring stuff out at the major league level, especially where he's been so demoralized, like he has, he probably came into this season understanding this is my shot and he's failing miserably. It's hard to really make adjustments and figure stuff out at the major league level when you are failing that badly. So go to Scranton. There's no pressure. Scott's going to watch it just to spite me. Yeah. And, and uh, you can figure something out. Well, I mean, Hopefully. I think there there is still a good amount of pressure on him because they need him. They need him to write the ship. So, yeah. you know, people are going to be watching. Okay, well, how's he doing? And then he comes back up. If he's not mentally ready to, to pitch in the major leagues, that's one thing. I don't think him going back to Scranton and, and you know, getting his psyche in the right place is going to help matters because then he's going to come back up and what? Buckle under the pressure again if that's what's happening. The guy needs – Mechanically, I think is is where we're we're uh, at, at a at a at a bad problem. I think mechanically, he's he's not being consistent, and you see that with the way that he's being inconsistent where the where the ball is ending up, and a lot of that is most likely from mechanics, which should be able to be fixed if that's the case. And to me, when I'm looking, who's the where are the best where's the best coaching staff that the Yankees have to offer? It better it better goddamn be in the major leagues. How do you know? Maybe, it, maybe. Better, it better be in the major leagues. Maybe it's not. So, you know, he just, there's, there's nobody down there that's, that's even pitching well for him to come up right now. It really isn't. There really he's isn't. Not, so, but he needs to fix it. He's losing you games every, every time he goes out. There's, there's no, I'm, I'm just saying, there's no, there's no glaring hope from someone else that's coming up. So I, no, I'm not doing, this or is not a, this is not a move. This is not a move to get some spark from the miners. I understand no matter who they call up is going to stink, but Clark Schmidt stinks. So I want Clark Schmidt to be better. And my solution is send him to the miners, pull him from the rotation and try and change it. They're probably going to just wait until Luis Severino comes back. Okay. End of the month, they said, right? For Severino and end of May. So we've got three more Clark Schmidt, minimum three more Clark Schmidt starts. They're going to lose all three of those games. He's going to pitch between three and five innings, and he's going to give up five or six runs. And he's going to look awful doing it, and I'm going to sit here every time and tell you he needs to be pulled from the rotation. All right, guys, we have had uh, games started, uh, six games started in AAA right now. Caleb Bushley, 21 innings pitched, 24, Call 24 hits. Um, Chichi Gonzalez, mm -hmm. 33 Chichi. innings pitched, 41 hits given up. I'm looking at guys. I'm, I'm just looking <laughs> for good. Can I? Can That's I get? Not good. I'm just looking for you know under under a hit per inning is what I'm looking for. for well, you're not going to find it. You're not. Uh, find Brennan Hanafi, 24 innings pitched, 27 hits given up. Jonathan Easley, 31 innings pitched, 41 hits given up, 31 runs given up, 31 earned runs given up. Not good. Um, Casey Lawrence, 27 innings pitched, 32 hits given up. 
Uh, oh, oh, oh. Matthew, Matthew Liberator, Libera, Liberator. Uh, 33 innings pitched, 25 hits given up, eight eight earned runs given up, 1.1 whip. Here we go. A little 212 ERA, or I'm sorry, average against. There's our hope. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe we're going there. Top what prospect. If, what, if they, what if they just do a bullpen day for Clark Schmidt and just try and get him a start or two in the minors? Go with some bullpen. Ryan options. Weber, we've seen 19 times come up and back. Uh, 27 innings pitched, 34 hits given up. 1.45 whip. Cool whip. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you don't like my idea of uh, I don't like any of the ideas. Mind. Not that your idea is a bad idea. There's no good idea, unfortunately, for for you know relief uh, in the in the rotation right now, unless guys are coming back. You know who the you know who the answer is? Luis Severino, Carlos Rodon. Those are the answers to Carlos Schmidt. Well, Carlos Rodon is two months away. He he's expected back at some point middle to late June. So we're like six weeks away. Well, I'm just telling you that that's the answer Rodon. to the so they need to they need to figure it I, out until then. That. Severino's there, but but yeah, Ryan Weber. I mean, they're looking at the, fine. Get someone. Get someone that's that's got some some hope and bring him up. It doesn't matter. So you just want to keep banging your head against the wall with Clark Schmidt and hope that he figures something out. No, fine. If you want to bring up another guy that to, so we can bang our head against the wall and then yeah. hate him. Okay. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, Brito three defensive, three nice defensive plays in the first three innings kind of made his start look better than it was yeah um that first inning bowers play sliding into the wall that looked really scary at first but i i think because he got up and walked off he, he's gonna be okay uh but at first i'm like oh god did he just completely shred his knee sliding into that wall but that was a great catch yep um and looks like Fowler he is going, flashbacks yep he's going to avoid the il volpe throughout the runner at home which i thought was a nice play bang bang decision that he had to make a good sort of also a similar situation to fowler to the point that he didn't get in at bat right so right. you got you got like a, a field of dream situation happening that... who is that player that uh moonlight graham right yeah the moonlight, moonlight graham. graham thing yeah 
Um, and then uh, Bowers, uh, or excuse me, Hicks uh, made a leaping play in left center field. And I love how, like, yes is hype. Can't you feel yes pumping up Aaron Hicks? Like, oh, he's had some good at bats. Aaron well, yeah, Hicks. There's nothing else. You got to. And also, he. I'm or they sure. got they got they got a, a word from above, like, "Hey guys, uh, we we were told that Aaron Hicks isn't going anywhere, so got to say some nice things about him." Well, I think Ruko and Hicks also have an off-field relationship potentially. Yeah. Great, great. Well, well, uh, you know, we'll hype up your boy. I mean, yeah. he did hit the ball hard a couple times. Even going back to uh, Saturday, he hit the ball hard. So you know, if we're looking for positives, that's a big positive. Aaron Hicks hitting the ball hard. Uh, yeah. So. Um, we already talked about the Evaldi complete game shutout, but um, it was uh, it was an ugly situation on Saturday night. Texting with my dad as Evaldi was just shoving the bats down the Yankees' throat. Yeah, I mean he's a good pitcher, and the Yankees lineup. Is the Yankees make bad. him look like an elite pitcher, and I understand he's had elite moments as a pitcher, but he's not an elite pitcher. Okay, he's a good pitcher. Okay. We're going to do top five performance of the month. So something we're going to do at the end of each month is look back. Last year, we did the top five games of the month. This year, we're going to do top five performances, and we're going to pick a winner, and we'll sort of carry those through each month of the season. So we've got a handful of ones to go through uh, here. Um, number one, to lead it off, Garrett Cole's complete game shutout against Minnesota with 10 strikeouts. That was probably going to be the winner of best performance of April. But uh, he's certainly been the best player in April, but that was uh, also a great performance. We've got Volpe with the two-run home run in the eighth inning against Toronto. I know the Yankees subsequently blew that lead, but they did win the game. That was uh, the DJ LeMahieu walk-off. Mm -hmm. Domingo Herman had that no-hit bid against the, the Twins as well. Uh, struck out 11 in six and a third inning. Probably the best uh, start of his career, if I had to guess. We've got Judge's opening day home run. Which I know it's just like ah oh, it's one it's one I think it was a solo shot like one solo shot but like just the fact that it was the first swing of the season for him coming off the off season with the contract and coming off the sixty two homer season last year like that was a really cool moment yeah. and then he also had a two homer game um, against uh, Baltimore in a win what's your pick it, it's got to be Garrett Cole but do you want to highlight any of the it's other Garrett ones? Cole but yeah I'm gonna give an honorable mention as well for for the back to back with Volpe in his first home run and then judge mm -hmm. um you know getting right behind him um to to kind of bring it they in. did lose that game though that's fine we're looking at moments right performances yep. in the moments I mean look this this the month has not gone to plan so we're we're, we're looking for performances underneath a, a team that's not playing well um but yeah Garrett Cole I'm giving it to Garrett Cole because he deserves it for this month Overall, he's been the guy that that has uh, that has really been uh, the savior for this team in the month, and you know the reason why they're still hovering above uh, 500 at this point, even though they are swimming in last place. He's the guy, and he's that's the performance I think. You know what I was going to look up? I meant, I meant to look this up. I wanted and to complete see... game. Like, give me a complete game all day long. I I will I will I will applaud complete games as much. I as I wanted to look up where Garrett Cole ranked in innings pitched in the league. Um, cause he's gotta be up there, right? He is number one, 40 and two thirds innings. Yeah. I was, I was going to guess Framber Valdez is number two, Kevin Gosman, number three, but, um, Garrett Cole, number one in innings pitched as well, which I, I just feel like something like that, especially for this team right now is so, so underrated. Like, yes, he's pitching well, which is obviously great, but the fact that he has the most innings pitched in, in the American league is also key. Yeah. Durability and just getting out there and giving, 
because that means no one else is pitching and Garrett Cole is, and he's pitching well. So that's a good thing. And then they've got Cleveland coming up. As I said, you can go to one of the games against the Guardians for basically $0 using Game Time app. We've got uh, Herman versus Cal Quantrill, Garrett Cole versus Tanner Beebe. Uh, so this guy, Beebe, is that you say it? Beebe? They've got a Bieber and a Beebe? Come on, guys. He's a rookie making his second start. Great. A, Yankee, uh, a guy that the Yankees haven't seen before. That's always gone well when uh when they see a guy for the first time yeah but garrett cole's pitching so the yankees can't. that's true that's great and then uh and then we got clark schmidt on the on the wednesday wednesday evening game as well right so Mm -hmm. uh, you left that one out hopefully that someone's going to change and we're going to get someone else up there we'll see it's going to be a tbd let's just go with tbd instead of clark schmidt we yankees got to be really careful in the next three weeks two to three weeks here because cleveland is uh is no slouch we know that they're going to pitch well they're going to hit well um you're not going to score a ton of runs, but neither are the Yankees. Uh, they're going to have timely hitting. They're going to run the bases. They're going to take advantage of everything they can, but they're going to pitch well, most likely. And then they got Tampa for three, mm-hmm. Oakland for three mm-hmm. uh, at home, and then and Tampa then, for four at home again. So yep. Tampa twice in the next week and a half, which yep. is uh, which could be which could be bad, could be real bad uh, when we're when we're trotting out this uh, this this same lineup, and could really put them in a bad position and you don't you know damn well that Tampa's looking at that uh looking to pile on as much as humanly possible oh and then they go to Toronto for four games after that so the 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 month of May is looking very tough given the roster that they're trotting out because after that keep I'll keep going because then you have Baltimore at home and Baltimore by the way ahead of schedule this is what I was afraid of ahead of schedule they got a guy like Adley Rushman, who's just running the show down there, getting the best of everybody, and they have a ton of talent. Jorge Mateo playing like the best shortstop in the league right now. Like the guy is hitting for power, hitting uh, hitting for average, running uh, with speed on the base pass, stealing bags. He's doing everything. And then you have San Diego on that home strand, and then you go all the way out to um, the West Coast for Seattle and the Dodgers. So there's there's no now you're up. going into June, right? Like at that point, well, you're Seattle June. in in the at the end of May. Seattle at the very end of May. Um, so this month is going to be grueling with the competition that's in front of them and and their roster. So they they need to they need they need some kind of a. Mateo has a thousand OPS. What is going Dude, on? Dude, he's he's he had a good year I know, last year. I know he was playing well, but he is not a power hitter. How does he have a thousand OPS? He's hitting for power. He wow. He's he's a he's not a small guy. Like the guy, he he came up with power. He told man that one. That's that's definitely one that got away. He's um. But if you're looking it, at trades, that's that's the they Sunny traded Gray him trade. in they traded him in 2017 and it yeah took I mean until he's been 2022. Anybody could have had him. This is not. I I don't even blame Brian Cashman for that one. It took. Six years after they traded, five years after they traded him. Okay, now he's having a good season. Like, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to hang on to him for five years. He's definitely taken a lot longer to develop. Last thing I want to talk about. So there was a really interesting article on, I think it was MLB.com, talking about just uh, pitchers who have increased their tempo this season, obviously due to the pitch clock. But they they highlighted Shohei Otani, but I wanted to use that as a jump off point for some of the Yankees. So basically, they looked at uh, what Shohei Otani was doing this year, and uh, there was a quote that he said in spring training that he said he felt rushed. But he so he said, "Oh, the pitch clock may be rushing things." But what he's done actually is he has changed from throwing mostly fastballs 
to his fastball is now a career low usage at 24%. And he's using his slider at a career high usage at 49%. And what the article sort of basically theorized is that in order to accommodate for the quicker pace of pitching, he's using more off-speed stuff, to, which is obviously less strenuous to, to throw. Pitches below 85 miles an hour for him last year, only 25% of the time. This year, 46% of the time. And it's working because he's obviously pitching well. Uh, but I wanted to look at what... Why are we uh, saying it's less strenuous to throw a breaking ball than it is a fastball? I don't believe that. There's actually more torque on your on your body if you're throwing something that's off speed rather than you're still throwing your mechanics and your the way that your your motion is going it's still at the same exertion. Yeah, it's I, I don't I don't think that's a thing. I think he's making adjustments to the league. I think he's making adjustments to the the hitters that are making adjustments to him. It's a, you know with with him uh, he's well, executing for the, well for the past you know four or five years. One of the reasons why the game slowed down so much is because pitchers were resting longer in between pitches so they could throw max effort every single pitch they basically teams figured out we'd rather have you throw 85 pitches at 100 percent effort than 110 pitches at 85 percent effort yeah i, I don't know there, there's i'm sure there's some there's some tweaking to the way he's uh the way he's going but you still exertion on a slider you know, it's the way that you're holding the ball. Yeah. It's a similar, it's a similar, it's supposed to, it, it needs to look like your fastball. You're, if you're, if you're doing things in your exertion level, that the, that will be a tell and the batters will see that. So. Well, I wanted to look at if Yankees are also increasing their, their tempo and Garrett Cole last year with the bases empty 17.6 seconds this year, 14.2 seconds. So that's a big jump. And then runners on last year, 23.2 seconds this year, 18.6 seconds. Nestor Cortez has increased his bases empty tempo by two seconds and increased his runners on tempo by three seconds, uh, about three seconds, uh, three and a half seconds uh, versus last year. And then if we're just looking at the overall tempo for pitchers, we've got Nestor Cortez leading with uh, 13 seconds, Domingo Herman a little over 13 seconds. So we're, we're seeing an impact in the Yankees pitching staff as well. These numbers were pulled. I think I pulled these numbers on Friday. So some things could have changed over the weekend. It's a but. direct reflection of the, of the pitch yeah. clock and, oh, yeah. and guys just making over, over adjustments to make sure that they're ahead. Cause you know, the other thing is, is that, I mean, Nestor always has worked fast. Herman's relatively worked fast, I think too, but the, you know, you don't want to get, they're probably over, uh, overcorrecting just so that you can make sure you have a comfort level with it rather than going up against the clock every single time you want to get into the to the habit of being underneath that pitch clock so that you don't feel rushed and i think that's you know they're they're probably um making sure that they're getting to their start point much sooner so that they can get to the comfort level of executing their mechanics at a point where they're they don't feel rushed we'll see how durability later in the season is a factor um April, obviously, also the weather has been pretty, you know, not hot in April. It, it I wonder if pitchers are going to slow it down a little bit, June, July, from August, fatigue. from fatigue, and also like if you're pitching on a 97 degree humid day, you might slow it down. Yeah, well, you can only do so much. I mean, it's not like they can. It's not going to be. It's still going to be lower. Their tempo is going to be faster right. still from last year. All the numbers will be faster. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Seriously, figure it out. That's it. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Figure it out. Get healthy. Stop getting injured. Yeah, that's how they're going to figure it out. Play better.
talk to you guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.